Good day and welcome to Partakers and this brief series called Consequences where we are looking together at seven consequences of Jesus' death and resurrection. Today we continue to look a bit deeper into that God-man, Jesus Christ, and in particular his relevancy today in regards to suffering. Ever since the first time humanity sinned against God and themselves, there has been death and suffering in the world. Suffering was not part of God's original creation, and it only came in after that event. God, however, had a plan to alleviate this. As part of this plan, throughout his ministry, Jesus said that he would suffer, die, and be raised back to life again. Jesus also said that he would come back again. In his life, Jesus went about alleviating the suffering of people whether from physical, mental or spiritual suffering. Quite possibly the biggest question we ask ourselves, or we ask others, or is asked of us by others, concerns the problem of suffering. I will start out by saying I don't have all the answers, but I do know that I have suffered and still suffer today. I also know that it was humanity's sin which was and is the creator of all kinds of suffering not God. I also know that Jesus, the Son of God, suffered. Indeed, Jesus, the Son of God, died. Therefore, God himself knows what it is like to suffer. Amazing. We know that God is personal, and we know that as Jesus was both fully God and fully human, that God has suffered. God, who is without sin, became sin when Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross. Amazing. And through the life of Jesus Christ and in his cross and resurrection, we see that the almighty and eternal God entered the time and space of his creation, even though he himself is outside of time and space. God intimately knows what suffering is like because of the suffering Jesus endured. Suffering such as when he wept at the death of Lazarus, his friend. Suffering such as before he was arrested, Jesus suffering such anxiety that he perspired blood. On his way to crucifixion, Jesus was beaten and whipped so badly that he was disfigured and malformed. Almost beyond recognition, God suffered. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, God suffered. When on the cross and enduring the insults hurled at him, God suffered. Jesus died on the cross and for the first time in eternity, Jesus, the Son of God, was separated from God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Indeed, one of Jesus' names is from the Old Testament in that Jesus was the suffering servant. Wow, now that is suffering. That is why we have a hope if we are believers in Jesus. The God who calls us into relationship with himself knows intimately what suffering is like. He endured all kinds of suffering just as we do. That is why we know God is a personal God. An implacable statue that is worship is not personal and cannot have sympathy with us in our sufferings. But the living God can, because the living God died. But as we know, Jesus' death on the cross was not the end. Three days later, Jesus was resurrected in the power of the Father. Jesus' death and resurrection show that sin, suffering, death have been conquered. When the Holy Spirit comes and lives within you, one of his main roles is as the great comforter who provides comfort and consolation during the times when we suffer. You suffer. I don't know how you are suffering today. I do know that I suffer every day in some way. 
You may be suffering in some way, and I wish that I could take it from you, but I am unable to. And this may sound glib, but I do know that because God suffered when he died on the cross, that God is with you, and he knows intimately what suffering is like. But there is one thing I do know, and I hold on to. This Jesus is coming back again. This time as the almighty King of glory. One glorious day in the future, every kind of suffering will banish for those of us who love him. In Revelation 21 verse 4, John, his friend, says, God will wipe away our tears. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, and no more pain, for former things have passed away. What a glorious day it will be for those of us who have new bodies, who love him now. God himself, with our face in his hands, wiping away our tears. When Jesus, our King, returns, there will be no more terrorism, missiles, guns, wars, or bombs. No more will humanity's inhumanity to humans be allowed. No more torture, rapes, muggings, or robberies. No more poverty or famine. No more religion, idols, or icons. No more gossip, fornication, adultery, lying, or debauchery. No more cowardice, no more pain, no more death. No more suffering, no more sin. And remember, we will have new bodies. Wow. And look at this. Jesus taking your head in his hands and wiping away your tears of sorrow and joy. Wow. And again, I have to ask this question. Have you asked this Jesus to be your savior and king yet? Jesus, the God-man who conquered sin, suffering and death, who suffered and died and was raised to new life again by God. When you allow this Jesus to be your saviour and you rely on him for your salvation, you become spiritually alive. God comes and lives within you. Until then you are spiritually dead. But you can have spiritual life. Come and follow this personal and personable God who knows what suffering is about. What are you waiting for? Again I ask, who do you say this Jesus is? You have a choice to make. Deny Jesus now, and he will deny you. Accept Jesus now, and he will accept you. It is not too late. Today can be the day of your salvation and the start of your new life. For now, this is the last of this series' consequences. We do hope and pray you have become closer to Jesus because of these studies. How about you let us know how you're doing? Come back every day to Partakers, where there is a new Bible study podcast published. Thank you, and see you soon at Partakers. www.partakers.co.uk